0: Check one, two. Oh, well, good morning. How are you guys doing? Um, so there was a first service. And um I hear that sometimes it's a little easier to speak the second service. I'm not experiencing that yet. So hopefully that will come. Um as I was preparing for this um Josh gave me a few months to kind of get my mind wrapped around what I was going to be speaking on today. Um, So he told me it's a good idea to practice your message, just in your house, just, you know, just talk to yourself. And it was really awkward. But um, I did it. First time I practiced it, felt pretty good. Got through my message in about five minutes. (laughs) So um, I was like, okay, i got to figure that out. Um, Yesterday I practiced it again, took about 45 minutes. So I'm guessing I need to make it somewhere in between there today. Um, I am, I'm super excited to be here. Um, this, is, this is very new for me. Um, I'm used to having a guitar around my shoulder, and um, that's where my comfort zone is. And, um, so I, I gave Josh the opportunity first service and told him if I feel like I'm just sounding like a broken record, I may have him come up here and save me. Um, so as Josh said, we've been w- looking at a message series called Box Office Wisdom. Um, we've been trying to, through these box office, these um, blockbuster movies that are coming out in the summer, we've been trying to pull from them, um, you know, kind of contrast what the world is, is saying about these certain subjects and values, and then trying to contrast those with what the Bible says, with what God has to say. Um, this morning, I'm continuing with a movie called Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, and this movie stars Steve Carell and Kira Knightley. Um, the movie begins, starts with the news that a 70-mile-wide asteroid is heading towards Earth and in three weeks' time will end the world. Um, there was one last attempt to save mankind. Um, a spaceship full of astronauts tried to do like an Armageddon thing, I'm assuming, where they like dropped the nuke in the thing, but they failed. So um, the world is going to end. So um, as you can imagine, there's all kinds of different reactions from people. Um, and this movie does a really good job of kind of showing different, you know, reactions to this. So we're gonna watch just a brief clip of the trailer. So I'll have these guys roll that, and you guys can see what this movie is about. The final mission to save mankind has failed. The 70 mile wide asteroid known as Matilda is set to collide with Earth in exactly three weeks' time, and we'll be bringing you our countdown to the end of days, along with all your classic rock favorites. So long. So, uh, feel free to wear your casual Friday clothing pretty much any day of the week. And if anyone wants to be CFO... <laughs> anyone? So, what are you doing with the rest of your life? Catching up on some me time, find God, maybe move around some chairs. i will run into your own orgy or something. Well, that sounds nice. Listen, Elsa, you don't have to come next week. Or ever. If you don't want to. It's okay. you fighting me? There's just no need. Forget it. See you next week, Mr. Thatch. I regret my entire life. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye now. <laughs> Hello? You okay? No! I'm never gonna see my family again. Would you like to come in? I won't steal anything if you don't kill me. Agreed. Who's the girl? She's the one that got away. Well, they all got away, but she was the first yeah. Let's go find her. We need to go. Right now. If you drive me to where I need to go, She's I can doing. get you to your family. Hopefully, I'm getting my midlife crisis in just under the wire. be serious. How fast are you going? 15 miles an hour of the speed limit. Given the couldn't you find it in your heart to give my friend here a fighting chance of being with the one he loves before we all reach our untimely conclusion? No. Alright. The movie is is pretty funny. I mean, Steve Carell, he's, he's pretty funny. Um, there was some parts of the trailer that we had to kind of remove because they're a little inappropriate. Um, I had the chance to see it yesterday. Um, I'm not one to go and see movies by myself, I just don't do it, and I know that some people do that. I know that people from our congregation do that. All the power to you. Um, what I thought was really interesting yesterday is when I walked into the theater, there was maybe about 15 people. This was about, you know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, probably about 15 people in the theater total. About 10 of those people were alone, and I thought that that was really interesting given the message of the movie, you know. I think that this is something that really resonates with people, you know, having eternity and the end in mind, you know, where's my, where are my friends? Where, where are the people who I can count on? Who would I want to spend this time with? Maybe I can latch onto something that this movie going to say, you know, that will give me some peace in that area. Um, and as you can see from some of the reactions of people, some just freak out when they find out that the end of the world is coming. Um, Steve Carell's wife, who is sitting in the car with him as they're talking about all of your favorite rock and roll hits, um, she just bolts. As soon as that message is over, she's gone. She's not heard from for the rest of the movie. don't mean to spoil it or anything, but she's not. She's not involved. So um, then you've got the people who just, you know, riot, and they're just looting, and they want to get what they can and get out. and, um, And then you've got folks who just cannot let go of their daily lives. You've got people like the cleaning lady hearing me? Um, and then the cop, that's a really, it's a really funny part. He just can't let it go. He's not going to let them get away. So um, we're going to look at this morning what the Bible has to say about eternity. Um, the Bible is not silent on this area. It actually has a lot to say, and, and we can trust that it's the ultimate authority in this area as well. Um, so we're going to go ahead and, and jump in. You guys have a listening guide, and i Encourage you to follow along. Um, we're going to pray as we continue. So pray with me, God. We thank you, Lord, for our our time today. Thank you for our time of worship, uh, God. You are glorious, and um, Jesus, we we do look to you this morning uh, as just our our friend, Lord, uh, as the one who can give us peace, Lord. As we look at a message related to the end of life and and eternity, where we can trust that uh, as we put our hope and our faith in you, God, that you will give us peace in this area. You will just relieve us of the fear of death. And uh, I just pray for each one here, God, that we would um, just set our hearts on you this morning. We'd allow your word to speak to us. And I just pray you'd put a guard over my mouth, Lord. Uh, We thank you for our time together. What I what I do like about this movie, I went into it kind of thinking it was going to be like, okay, you just the end of the world's coming, do whatever you want to do with whomever you want to do it with, get yours while you still can. Um, though there is a lot of that, the the director's um, real message is a good one, and it's that relationships and people matter, and that's something that you know is very true, even according to the Bible. Um, but there is one relationship that matters most, and we're going to look at that this morning. Um, so. In your listening guide, um, I don't know if this is on the, the screen or not, but uh, there is a there's a popular saying that you'll see floating around like people's Facebooks or their Twitter or other like social media, social networking, and that's the term YOLO. Has anybody heard that? Okay, so YOLO is you only live once is what that stands for. So this is. This is resonating. This is, this is on the, the, the hearts and minds of people. I actually saw this while I was surfing a while back. It was um, spray painted on a wall. And so, you know, people are wondering, what do I do with my life? What do I got to do? And um, so we're going to look at what the Bible has to say. And again, it's not silent in this area. And we can trust that it is, again, the authority on this area. Um, Matthew 24:36. And before we begin with the verses, I want to let you know that there is kind of a translation issue. So they may not exactly match up. I'm reading from something that's a little bit different. Um, Matthew twenty four thirty six says, "No one knows about the day or the hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father." Nobody knows when the end of the world is coming. The Bible makes that very clear, and not even Christ Himself knows when God is going to send Him back for the believers of Christ. And um, the Bible also says in Second Peter three ten. It gives us an idea of what, what the end of the world is going to look like. It says, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. And the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. That's pretty scary. You know, if you think about it, that's intense. That we're going to experience something like that. And, um, so what we're going to look at this morning are just some non-negotiable truths about what the Bible has to say about this area. Um, first, and this is in your outline, we can count on the fact that we will all experience physical death. This is a non-negotiable truth about life. Each one of us here, we will eventually experience this. Hebrews 9.27 says, it is appointed to man to die once, and after comes the judgment. 1 Corinthians 15.22 also gives you an idea of, of why this is the case. And it says, just as everyone dies because we all belong to Adam, Everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. Death has been a part of life since Adam. Since Adam and Eve. We can't escape it. Though, this verse also gives you a a little bit of a glimpse as to how we can, and that's through Jesus Christ. We're going to look at, this morning, how we need to understand the only friend that we need for the end of the world is, is the Lord Jesus. He's the one who can deliver us from the fear of death, He's the only one who's conquered the grave and death itself. Secondly, another non-negotiable truth is God is real. This is unavoidable. He holds us accountable for the choices we make in this life. 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. God has handed over the power and the authority to Jesus Christ to be the judge of every man. This is something that we cannot avoid. And so I want to encourage you this morning to just consider that. If this is something, this is an area that you haven't really nailed down, your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, consider that this morning, as we just continue to look through his word. Another truth is we will all spend eternity somewhere. Proverbs 18.24 says, A man of many companies may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. This is a prophetic mention of Jesus Christ. He is the only friend we need, and he is the, the friend, the relationship that we need to be giving our most towards for the end of the world. So in light of these truths... How do we respond? We're all going to die. God is real and holds us accountable for what we're going to do in this life. And then we will spend eternity somewhere. How do we respond to these, these truths? Maybe for you today, your first step is to begin a friendship, a close relationship with Jesus Christ. If that's you, I really want you to seriously consider that this morning. You'll have the opportunity to do that before the service ends. And there's folks around, there's there's men of our church who would love to talk with you after the service about this. I know for me personally, um, I, I feel like I at one point was in the shoes of a lot of the people that were in the movie alone. Um, just I, I didn't have, I, I had friends, you could say, I guess, but um, my life was really... all all focused on getting what I could when I could get it immediately with, you know, the least amount of work. And um, I partied a lot in my early 20s and um, more often than not would experience being alone, um, finding that my friends had abandoned me. Um, I would wake up after a long night of partying, getting high, getting drunk, you know, just being with random girls and, and, and be ashamed be so ashamed of the things I was doing, and realizing that this was not the life I wanted to live. Uh, it wasn't until I became a Christian, where God really got a hold of my heart, that I experienced the friendship that I've been lacking, and that being with the Lord Jesus. Experiencing a real, lasting friendship, and somebody whom I can completely rely upon. There's nothing greater than being able to set your heart at ease knowing that you have somebody driving your life and that has that's been my experience and even coming here to OCC really like when I gave my life to the Lord I was like it was like the next day I met Josh which is a trip in itself um so I, I experienced it here I experienced real friendship guys who would hold me accountable to the things that I wanted to make my life about guys who I could depend on guys who I could trust with my deepest secrets with my deepest you know, desires. And um, it's been a huge blessing. It has been an absolute blessing. So maybe today is the day that you decide to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. We want to encourage you to do that. We really do. For Christians, however, what do we do? You know, what do we do in response to these truths? How can we live a life that's going to be both a blessing to people around us and is going to honor God? And again, in your in your outline, there's a few things that we can look at. Um Second Peter three eleven through fourteen. 2 Peter three ten is what we looked at earlier, which kind of gave us a glimpse of what the end of the world's going to look like. The verses just after that say this Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will meet melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him, him being Jesus. How do we do that? How do we live holy and godly lives? How do we make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with Jesus? The Bible gives us a real idea of what we need to do as as Christians, and that is invest in the things that are eternal. Begin to focus our energy and resources on eternal things. In your outline, there's a few A few points. First, being that people are eternal. Just as we heard the truth earlier that we will all experience eternity somewhere. We are eternal beings. Invest in others. Share the gospel as often as you can and invest yourselves relationally, ministerially. I don't even know if that's a word. (laughs) In people. Um, relational ministry is something that I've experienced here, and really the first time I experienced it to the fullest. Um, to see, once I decided to nail down my faith with the Lord Jesus, having guys who really held me accountable, who took a interest in my spiritual health, there's nothing like it. There's absolutely nothing like it. And then getting to see a model of really what Paul did, as he you know built into younger guys in the faith. And then he also shared the gospel as often as he could. He did life with people. In 1 Thessalonians 2.8, Paul says, because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Spend time building into others. This is something that will grow you spiritually. Secondly, the Word of God is eternal. Make time to study and meditate on His Word daily. As, as I've decided to nail this down, and I still struggle you know, making this a daily priority, um, one thing that I've experienced that in itself is, is worth the time is the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And God's Word is, is alive and active. And it will cut to the core of your life very easily, very quickly. The moment that you open yourself up honestly to the Lord, He will show you the areas that you need to be turning around to Him. He will show you the areas of life that need to be redirected towards Him. Isaiah 48 says, The grass withers and the flowers fall but the word of our God stands forever. The word of God is eternal. Finally, you are eternal. You're a person. People are eternal. So are you. Invest in your own spiritual growth. Use the gifts you've been given to serve in your local church. This is something that will grow you spiritually. As I, I... I've played music my entire life, as long as I can remember... And you know, before I became a Christian, I used it for my own personal gain, and it was it was very easy to do that. Music is one of those things that you can. People are really drawn to music, and God will use those gifts that you've been given to serve Him and His congregation, to serve His people. And, and I've been, I've been so blessed to be able to lead worship for this church for as long as I have. And, experience the blessing of that 1 Peter 4.10 says each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms so what can we do right now how can we live today with the end in mind you can create a bucket list before you kick the bucket what are you going to do with your life what do you think God's calling you to do that's something that you can prayerfully consider. And there's a few examples in your, in your outline. You can lead someone to eternity with God. This is what Christ has called us to do as Christians. Pray about someone whom you can invest in spiritually. Allow God to lay somebody on your heart whom you can have a vested interest in, that you can spend time with pouring yourself out. Because God will fill you up. As you, as you are in his word, as you're serving and pouring yourself up, you're, you are overflowed. You're overflowed. And I, I can speak from experience. You can get serious about reading the Bible every day. You can also begin using your gifts to serve at OCC. We'd love to have you. There's so many opportunities for you to serve here at our church. There's different ministries There's different leaders who I know will be able to plug you in with no issue. If you've got an idea of something that you think you'd like to be a part of, fill it out on your connection card and somebody will get in in touch with you. We'd love to have you serve here at OCC. What I would like for everybody to walk away with today. First, if you haven't decided to make Jesus the Lord of your life, I want you to walk away with the knowledge that God loves you. He wants you to experience a holy and godly life free from the fear of death. And this is something that can only be found in Jesus Christ. 1 John 5.11-13 says, This is a testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is our assurance as Christian believers. We don't have to worry about the end of the world. We don't have to fret or be scared of what death will bring. God has made it very clear that life is in his Son, Christ. And again, we want to give you the opportunity to make that decision if you have it today. For Christians, what do I want you to walk away with today? What does the Lord want you to walk away with today? And we're going back to YOLO. You only live once. Invest. Invest in the things that are eternal. Spend your time and resources on people. Spend your time in God's Word, allowing Him to search your heart, to purify your motives. Well, we're going to go ahead, and and I'm going to invite the band up. But I would like to pray for anyone here who would like to accept the Lord Jesus this morning. Um, If you would pray with me. And again, connect with some of these men. Connect with Bruce, myself, with Josh, with Taylor, any of these guys. We'd love to share with you what it means to start a relationship with Jesus Christ and begin to walk with him. So let's pray together as the band comes up. Father, we thank you that you are real, God. Lord, we thank you for your word that it is sharper than a two-edged sword, God, and it cuts to the heart of life, to the heart of the issues that we face, especially this issue of death and eternity. So many people are struggling to find significance in life, Lord, and we know Lord, that it can only be found in Jesus Christ. And so this morning, God, I pray for anyone here who is desiring to understand what it is you'd have to do with their lives. God, I just ask that you would reach into their heart, God, and reveal their absolute need for you, God. We are sinful beings, and we need a Savior. And Lord, you made that happen through sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to die to conquer death to give us peace and an understanding that there is much more to come And so Lord I pray that you would speak to those who need to make that decision this morning God if there are any here thank you for the way that you save us God thank you for the way that you've chosen to be a part of our lives We thank you for your truth that's found in the word. Thank you that it is living and active, God. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to have the ushers go ahead and come forward. If you'll look on the back of your handout, there are some, some next steps that we'd like for you to consider today. First being, begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. Again, connect with somebody if that's something that you'd like to do today. Mark that on the back of your connection card, and we'll make sure that somebody gets a hold of you. Create a personalized bucket list that reflects God's values. This is a real practical and and, and even kind of fun thing that you can do. So maybe you do that this week where you just kind of write out some, some things that you want to accomplish in this life as a Christian. And finally, invite a non-Christian friend or a coworker to visit OCC. That they can just enjoy the, the rest of this box office wisdom series. Ushers, you guys can go ahead and come forward. Um, it was scary getting this thing together. Um, I'm I'm super just excited to again to be here with you guys and to to share and um, thank you for listening. Um, we'll go ahead and, and continue with our worship. Just wait for the ushers to finish up.